With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright guys, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hanson James. And this is Milo, and I just lost to the Hawks. Yeah, well, so far everyone has, because guess what, Milo? The Hawks are good. So They are a championship contender. I don't understand why more people aren't talking about them. Just because they're not going to be in the playoffs, I still think they could sneak in. Here's the thing. The Hawks have a legitimate chance to get Zion Williamson next year. With the flattening of the lottery odds, like, if they got Zion, that would be scary. I don't want to deal with like Trey Young, John Collins, and, and Zion Williamson. That would be a nightmare. Oh my gosh! A young team. If they got Zion, then they're the best team in the East in like a year, maybe, maybe two years, maybe one. Or they might get Watching someone else. Like this Jaw Morant yeah. guy looks really good. Oh my gosh! If they have Jaw, ah oh man, he's he would be like a good combo guard just because he he's a good do everything. I I will say watching Zion tonight, like. I really it looks like it looks like UCF was going to pull off the upset. It looked for sure. And then they had the missed alley-oop and then you had Zion Williamson just like look in the mirror time, superstar time. Just put his head down. Like got a taco foul, fall to foul out and got past his man and ah oh, dang, it was an end for the end one. My goodness, he's he's not going to be fun once he gets to the to the next level. I don't want. I want him in the Eastern Conference just so the Jazz don't have to deal with him more I than. I I I don't want him in the Western Conference. And so help me if he's in an effing Lakers uniform. Oh my! God. I I will. I I will. Well, if he's uh, Phoenix Suns too, because I the way the Phoenix Suns have run their organization and well, they'll um, they'll and, ruin and him. Flirted with firing uh, Igor. Like, no, they don't deserve, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Well, here's the thing. The Lakers are dumb. They'll trade him, you know, for Anthony Davis, which who is kind of looking like kind of a a bonehead a little bit with all these things that have happened. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, if he goes to the Suns, they haven't developed the prospect since um, ever. (laughs) They traded for Steve Nash, like. Uh, maybe I guess KJ and I don't even know the history with Kevin. I trust Jackson, I, tr- I trust Kokoskov with 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 Zion, but I don't know if I would trust the entire organization mm-hmm. with that. And it would I, I'm I'm worried that'd become a Blake Griffin scenario where you're not like he doesn't he doesn't um really develop as a prospect. He just stays. He's amazing right now, and what I'm worried is he stays at the same level. And he doesn't like he has the skills to be like a superstar. Well, and I will and, say. And, Oh, go ahead. And the difference between being a perennial all-star candidate and rising to be one of the top three players in the league is just where he lands. Well, I was watching the Suns last night because I'm a weirdo, but I was watching the Suns and Igor's doing a good job. I think all of a sudden you're starting to see Igor like the Suns actually have been playing relatively well lately. And I think around 500 ball and you look at uh, DeAndre Ayton, who, you know, kind of the forgotten pick a little bit because everyone's talking about Trey Young and and Luka Doncic, but Aiden was making some nice plays. He made some rookie mistakes, very obvious rookie mistakes, but I think Igor is starting to actually turn him into a player, and he might be one of those guys next year that surprises a lot of people. And if you got Zion on that team with, with, uh, with DeAndre Aiden, all of a sudden that team kind of starts to look a little fun. But this isn't a Suns podcast, Milo. Uh, no. We're talking about the Jazz who lost to the Hawks, but then the Hawks beat the Sixers. And then you realize 
hey, the Hawks are pretty good. And actually, so are the Jazz, because the Jazz have won, uh, I can't remember how many, but they've won like nine out of their last ten or something like that, are playing incredibly well. And uh, it doesn't look like it's going to stop. And one of the main reasons is a guy named Donovan Mitchell. There's some other things we can talk about as well, but Donovan Mitchell lately has been just so solid for Utah. He looks like he's just completely healthy. It looks like that shot has really kind of locked in. His his percentages have just gone up. He's hit. He's scoring at an incredible rate. The Jazz are just blowing teams out so much that like he's not even playing fourth quarters right now, except for against like Atlanta. But they they beat the Knicks bad, and I forgot who we played last. But we uh, Chicago we blew out Chicago. They didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Donovan's just tearing it up, and his percentages have gotten up to the point where I I think there's some cases for Donovan to get a little bit of all NBA uh, consideration at some point this year. Uh, right. I don't know. What do you think? What are the, what does Donovan Mitchell have to do or has he done enough to maybe get some consideration for maybe like third team, all NBA? I, I think, I think Donovan Mitchell has, has potential to, to do that. And, and looking at the names that he has to go through. So, I really think first team All NBA is locked up. Oh yeah, with uh, Steph Curry and Harden, like those two, it's that's that's the show. Uh, second team, I think you're looking at Damian Lillard and uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, at those at that guard guard position, mm-hmm. and after that, then you're um, then it then it becomes an open field, and this is it, and and this is where it gets tricky because. So Mike Conley, I even though he's had a killer season, he's not going to be in that discussion because the Grizzlies aren't a playoff team. So knock him off. Um, uh, Russell Westbrook, that is a possibility because he keeps on the triple double machine, but he's not having his best season. So I don't, I actually don't think Russell Westbrook's going to be All NBA. He could though. He I, he I, always gets that he preferential could based on name recognition, but I don't think so. And especially with the OKC Thunder, like just really struggling down the stretch. Mm-hmm. He is averaging um, a triple-double again. He is averaging a triple-double, but at the same time... But all his percentages I, I'm not are sure down. If he does just, Sorry, I keep cutting you off. All of it, yeah. Yeah, no, they're all down. Um, so, so, um, and so that leaves, um, first off, it, it depends on whether the voters want to rank Paul George as a shooting guard and, or a small forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other one is, uh, Jimmy Butler's there. Um, so what do you do with Jimmy? Um, Victor Oladipo would have been there. I think this would have been Victor Oladipo's spot for third team, but he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Beal's playing amazing, but they're not a playoff team. So I think he gets taken off. He, um, DeMar DeRozan, but he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have like a, a positive net rating when he's on the court. Yeah. Uh yikes. Um <laughs> well that goes back to so, Toronto uh, days. Um Yeah. I, I think the, the there was a time where I I was getting worried that the Luka uh Doncic uh hype was getting so much that he might get all NBA even though the Dallas Mavericks aren't a playoff team and blah 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 but that's that's out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um D'Angelo Russell is having a really good year in Brooklyn. But at the same time, you can look at Brooklyn and be like, okay, well, they're barely a, a 500 team. And if we're saying they're barely a 500 team, what does that mean? Here's who I think are the biggest challengers to that to those final spots. So Lou Williams in, uh, in LA. Because Lou is having a season for the ages. And I honestly think he could be all NBA. Um, I think he should be in the discussion. Um, uh, Kemba Walker is definitely going to be in that discussion and Charlotte's going to push for that as well. Um, then you're looking at uh, Jimmy Butler. And then at, after that, you're looking at, at Donovan. Mm-hmm. And cause uh, I don't think, I don't think Kyle Lowry, uh, Kyle Lowry definitely could be in that discussion. I think people are going to look at what Donovan Mitchell, um, how much Donovan has to carry Utah. And I think that's going to be, and what Utah's finished to the end of the season because they play an easier schedule. 
he's going to get some eyes on him. And so that's where, that's where I think like, um, and there's clay as well, but clay has been having a below average season. Mm-hmm. Although he has pulled himself um, he's kicked above it up. 40 from three, which is crazy. He has pulled himself off. So, so, uh, but I think Donovan Mitchell has been doing Donovan, like Donovan Mitchell just carries more. I don't think, I think if you replace Donovan Mitchell with clay Thompson for the Utah jazz, I don't think Utah's getting, getting as, as further ahead. Now that's just coming down the fit. So that's, it's kind of a weak argument anyway, mm-hmm. but I, I think, you know, when you're really looking at who, who's, who's really doing a lot at that guard position, I think it's, I think you're looking at Kemba, you're looking at Lou, and uh, you're looking at DeMar DeRozan, and you're looking at Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. And then mm-hmm. and who, do you, who do you pick between? There's going to be, I think for a third team, everyone's going to be at that same level. There's not as much differentiation. And it's going to, and Jimmy Butler, sorry, I forgot Jimmy Butler. Uh, so it's two out of those five guys, and somebody's going to get left out um and and have a good mm-hmm. case and it's going to come down to the preference of the voters well and i do think that bradley beal i honestly feel like don if it's between donovan and kemba by the end of the season donovan's if these numbers keep going up like they do uh sadly donovan is going to be judged by his numbers a lot because there's a lot of guys that just get a lot more love nationally than the jazz do it's just a fact of life and so donovan is going to have to up those numbers and percentages and stuff, but he is doing it and he, but he's doing it. Uh, for example, the, the reason I wouldn't count out Bradley Beal is because they have actually very similar numbers, even though Donovan is on a team that's going to make the playoffs in a tougher conference. Uh, people are going to look at those Bradley Beal numbers and Beal already has kind of an established reputation and so I think Donovan to beat Bradley Beal is going to have to raise those numbers a little bit, at least his percentages to be comparable or better. But if you look at Bradley Beal, he's shooting, let me pull it up. Bradley Beal is shooting 35% from three, which is the same as Donovan Mitchell, but he's got four percentage on field goals and he does have an extra point rebound and assist on Donovan. So Donovan's going to, to beat Bradley Beal, he's going to have to have at least comparable numbers. And then I think what you said, like, Donovan has outplayed Bradley Beal. I, I can't remember if the Wizards. I don't know. I don't think the Wizards are even in the playoff picture this season. Uh, no, they're they're, they're out. They so are if gone. Donovan's comparable to Bradley Beal, I think you have to give Donovan the edge because he's in the playoffs in a tougher conference and he is leading the Jazz. He is the guy. Uh, so I think he has him there, and I think I agree. Like, why is Russell Westbrook getting more love than Donovan Mitchell? His percentage. He's shooting sixty five percent from the free throw line. He's shooting 28% from three. He's shooting, let's see, let's pull this up. Uh, and when all is said and done, the Utah Jazz could be, could be a at, better record. Uh, could be, have a better record than the well, Oklahoma City Thunder. And so why, yeah, he's getting, he's getting a triple double, but the name of the game is, is wins. And so if he's carrying the, the biggest offensive mm-hmm. burden on the Utah Jazz squad, um, he is uh, and at on on nights. He's usually the only offensive mm-hmm. threat. Oh, absolutely! That, that absolutely. the Jazz have, and that's and that's why, um, and, and that's why I think his his biggest competition, the two biggest competitions, Jimmy Butler, and it depends on how the voters feel about Jimmy Butler because you have to look at Jimmy Butler and be like, dude, the guy has. Uh, has has blown up a situation in Minnesota. Well, and what's Jimmy? And prior to that, he blew up a situation in 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 Chicago. And so, and and if I'm judging him in Minnesota, he, he couldn't give zero f's. And and then, so what? What do I? You know, like, what do I? Mm-hmm. I do with that? Well, he. Um, how how do I how do I get that in context? How do I, I think that in context? I think Donovan has Butler in, in beat this, out in, outright. Like Donovan actually has a better three point percentage than Jimmy Butler. He's averaging four more points per game, and Butler only has one extra rebound on on Donovan. Donovan's having so much. Well, and 
I, I think Jimmy Butler should have an he should and I it, it, operative word should he should have an easier time because he plays on a team mm-hmm. with three other all stars uh, or all star caliber players. He's there with Tobias Harris. He's there with uh, with Ben Simmons. He is there with Joel Embiid. And oh yeah, by the way, their fifth worst player in their starting lineup is JJ mm-hmm. freaking Redick. So so uh, it and it. Like yeah, he's not going to average so many points because he's not getting his. He, he's he's averaging. Oh, actually, he's only averaging one less field goal attempt per game. Okay, scratch that. No, like I I don't think. And and if you look at the if you look at the standings, like okay, the Seventy Sixers should should blow that team out of the water, and they only have four more wins in the Eastern Conference. Okay, like I I think I think Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert are. Uh, have really I'm, I'm, if you put this Utah Jazz team in the Eastern Conference you cannot oh, tell me they're not a 50 win team just like they get to beat up on on, on, the, on this crap crap bottom like New York Knicks Cleveland Cavaliers Chicago Bulls Washington Wizards Atlanta Hawks well actually that'd be four <laughs> losses but four uh, times. Orlando Magic <laughs> four times so that kind of negates the, what you gain but if I still think that's it they're, they're at least good for four more four more wins mm-hmm. right there. So so looking at what what Utah's doing with with their talent and um what they have in their squad, I think Donovan I, I think it comes down to uh, it's it's there you're looking at Lou Williams, you're looking at Donovan Mitchell and then uh at, and then Kemba Walker. I think the difference between Kemba Walker being all NBA and not is if he pulls I hate to say this because they're only, they're not even going to be a 500 win team. But if Kemba Walker makes the playoffs, they're going to be like, well, look at the great job that Kemba Walker did. And you're like, yeah, you're four games under 500 and you made the playoffs. Well, they, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Because Miami is like, whew, no. what a terrible season. They're, they're two games out. They're two games out. And it, it really looks like Miami's gaining steam. Like Miami seven and three in their last mm-hmm. ten. Uh, they're 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 rising, and ever since they put Bam into the starting lineup, they've really been kicking up. <laughs> Once they realize, oh yeah, Hassan Whiteside doesn't do anything but he doesn't hunt help rebounds you win, and blocks. Sure. He doesn't help you win. No, he just helps what what he's incentivized mm-hmm. in his contract. Yeah, um, and that's I think wins. Donovan Mitchell actually so, has a legit chance. I think next year it's. Very clear he will make the team. The Jazz are going to be a better team next year. I think just touching on something you said before, and honestly, the amount of thinking we're doing about Donovan Mitchell, no one else is going to do, and that's just kind of the reality. But if people actually dive in... And you touched on it too. You were looking through mm-hmm. the lens at the beginning of the season. If he had a killer first part of the season, slumped in the middle two months, and then was killing it at the end, people would be like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. He started out the season strong. He got a little in a slump. But you know we're seeing the Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell that we all know and love. Um, versus now he struggled for the first three months. Whether it was it, it's a combination of an, a nagging injury from the off season, didn't get to really fully train in the off season, and they had oh yeah a nightmarish hell schedule mm-hmm. to start well, out. And Donovan, and, Donovan did it, and he struggled, and he still struggled, and he was scoring twenty two points a game. Like that's a funny thing. People are like, he just uh, he's just a chucker, and now he's now. It schedules turn around and he's having a, a really awesome a really awesome second half and what people are saying is well is this the real donovan mitchell or is this uh you know is well, this going to turn around like that's how people look at what you, they're doing is, is getting Paul really george, quiet because yeah like i was going to say russell westbrook i mean i don't think i mean paul george is having an mvp level season donovan mitchell is playing next to ricky rubio who weaves watched him just struggle this year we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for uh ricky rubio to kind of turn it on like he did last year it certainly didn't happen this ricky rubio is really yeah at least like at least last season he ricky rubio was a roller coaster up and down and then after all-star break even before that in january he kicked it up and he was consistent that was the thing that was so great about rubio was you knew what you were getting out of him every night and for the entire season, and it doesn't matter whether it's October, November, December, January, February, March, April, you you don't know which Rubio you're getting. Well, and that's, that's 
that's really difficult. Some games you got yourself, uh, you got yourself a you know starter level uh, point guard who that's all Utah needs to really like kill it. That's what's so insane. That's all. That's a baseline that Utah needs. Other nights you're like, holy crap! It's six turnovers. He's one for thirteen, and yeah, well, he's still. And chucking. that's what Donovan Mitchell's been dealing with. And, and if people look at what Donovan Mitchell's had to deal with to mm-hmm. to get where he's at, and honestly, he started the year injured. And Joe Ingles. And Joe no, Ingles Joe Ingles hasn't, hasn't tough, been as consistent a this tough year. Year so far, and. And despite all that, Donovan Mitchell has put mm-hmm. up these numbers and he's just gotten better. And these have been against good teams too. It's not just like bad teams. I think Donovan Mitchell honestly was still dealing with that ankle injury or knee thing or whatever it was that he hurt during the Houston series last year. And I don't think he really got right. I mean, we looked at this when the season started. He wasn't dunking the ball. Like we enjoyed Donovan Mitchell's rookie year because he just had those highlight dunks. He wasn't doing them this year. Now all of a sudden he's doing it again. We watched yeah. him, you know, he's had like a highlight dunk every night for like a week. And I think that's just a tell that like Donovan was hurt. And so it sucks that people, I mean, we saw this. I mean, this is the story for two seasons in a row, a little bit with Donovan is like, you know, everyone got their biases set up at the beginning of the season last year with Ben Simmons. And then Donovan came on like, like crazy strong. And, and, you know, I got in some heat with some people on Twitter. I like, I remember I was listening to a podcast and it was like halfway through the year and Donovan had like one player of the month and all these things, like not rookie of the month, player of the month for Western conference and was doing incredible things. And I remember hearing on a podcast, Zach Lowe said, uh, maybe has a case for third. And I wanted to just like take my headphones off and just throw them in the river. Cause are you guys watching? Like, how are you doing this? And we're seeing that this year with Trey Young a little bit, but it just feels like so many times, like. Yeah, Trey Young's going through that. Like everyone's anointed Luca been like, yeah, Luca's the guy. I don't know how you vote anyone else. And then you look at Trey and you're like, he's figured it out. And it, like him figuring out, which is cra- him it's figuring crazy. Out is 30 and 10 and 25 and 12. Like it, and that's who boy, like what's interesting that trade, just side note, very rarely do you see a trade where both teams got exactly what they want to be a great trade. And I think both, both teams got exactly what they want. And, but, uh, and, and, and I don't care whether like Luke has been great. Trey has been great, but I don't, I don't like how people are like, yeah, it's Luke is to lose. Like like, that's what happened last year. Like, he, he like because if you yeah and i think that's we, we're touchy on that because of donovan and ben simmons but you can't anoint somebody the winner when you haven't seen everything like if there's still games to be played you saying well it's somebody so and so's to lose and it's like no if it's theirs to lose they effing have it and if you have not presented award it's nobody's to lose mm-hmm. because they don't have an award and and we and and donovan mitchell partly had to fight against you know that idea of what people thought he was and 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 so i think when you're when you're looking at all nba what's so hard about all nba other than the fact that you know it's really like a judgment call but it it affects small like small big market teams don't really um Mm -hmm. pardon my french but they don't really give a shit about it they don't because because they don't they don't care because uh they're not looking at it like oh you know this is how we're going to hold on to our player forever um but small market teams are looking at that all nba and being like oh man please please somebody have you know paid attention to our market more than more than most most do and um and for somebody when you're when they created these rules um and the reason why small markets pay attention is because if a if a player um, on, in his first four four years as a rookie, um, gets uh, all NBA, then you can uh, do that awesome little superstar extension, and you can pay them exponentially more, but they still mm-hmm. only count for a portion of the cap, and you can offer them um that magical fifth year, which if is they'll take it. Mm, yes, uh, so all of a sudden, like 
Yeah, if they'll take it. And then all of a sudden, Donovan Mitchell goes from staying in Utah 3 plus 1 or 4 um, to 5. And, um, and, and that's definitely in uh, Donovan's, uh, Donovan's interest because then that puts him with big-time money. Um, and uh, in case an injury happens, oh, you get I think that just- big-time money. So and that helps Utah because because you can still sign people and you don't have to meander and try to try to find that. So it works well with the cap. The problem is it with small markets though, and they I don't know how people didn't think about this when they were designing this sucker. Is if they don't make it's harder for players in small markets to get noticed for all NBA. If Donovan Mitchell is doing what he's doing this year in L.A. He is an he is an effing all NBA dude, second team, no questions asked. He's doing it in LA. Um, if he's a Laker, I should say, because mm-hmm. Lou Williams is doing amazing things for the Clippers, and people are still like, "Oh man, well, you know, are the Clippers for real?" And they're like, "Yeah, they're in the playoffs, yeah." Mm-hmm. Um, and right now they're sixth. Uh, so yeah. Um, and, and this is why I also say Lou Williams is is Donovan Mitchell's, and Lou Williams might get this because he he missed out on um, he missed out on the All Star team, and uh, he he missed out on All NBA last year, and he's having a, a hell of a season. Like he is, um, let's see here. So right now, when uh, uh, Lou Williams per thirty six, he's averaging twenty seven point eight points right? post All Star. Um, he is getting to the line nine or thirty six. He's getting to the line nine point four times, nine point four times per thirty six. Four point oh rebounds, six point seven assists, one point six steals. Oh, did I mention that he's coming off the bench? And 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 yeah, his 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 shooting is down. But then if you then if you go for the entire season. Lou's been doing this all season long. He's averaging 27.5 points, shooting 42% from field goal. He's a uh, three-point percentage. is only 0.6 better than, than Donovan Mitchell's. And, and that's and, – and, but people mm-hmm. aren't saying, oh, Lou Williams is a chucker. He's an inefficient chucker. Like People are like, oh, man, you got to really appreciate what Lou Williams does out there on the court. And he's averaging 7.2 assists um, all season and 4.0 rebounds and 1.0 steals. Uh, so – He's having himself a killer year. And I think what's going to happen, and I could just see this happening, is um, Lou Williams is going to get that shooting guard position. They're probably going to give it to Kemba because, you know, MJ. And and then Don- they're going to be mm-hmm. like, you know what? Next year is going to be Donovan Mitchell's year. As if, like, perpetually well, players. I will say this with, like, uh, you have with to the voting it. and with Lou Williams. Um, like, the some a lot of these national voters, they are lazy and they are dumb. And I don't know if Lou Williams... Like, how many of them even know what per 36 is that vote on this? I know, like, Zach Lowe's really smart, and we all love Zach Lowe, but mm-hmm. not everyone thinks about this and puts as much effort into it as Zach Lowe does. Uh, there's just that's why I think for Donovan, I think he has uh, two things. Well, one thing he's fighting against, and we've kind of mentioned this before, a lot of people just have preconceived notions. They kind of wrote off Donovan from the beginning of the year, not paying attention to what's happening in the second half. Just like last year with Rookie of the Year, this year he's kind of fighting against the current again because of a slow start. Uh, but also, like, uh, if he can like put up the numbers he's doing right now, he really could because he does have a case. If the Jazz get into like the top four of the playoffs or the top five, it's because Donovan. And if his numbers are legit, like they're looking, it it might surprise some people to see Donovan get like third team All NBA. I um, I I think I would love I would love to see Lou Williams and cool. Donovan Mitchell get third team NBA. A because they're leading. They're both trend. They're both their teams are trending towards fifty wins. Um, I, I, like D'Angelo Russell is doing mm-hmm. good stuff in in Brooklyn, but there's still parts of D'Angelo Ru- Russell's uh, he season where. I don't think he's, you know, really. Uh, he's he, he's pull, he's doing a lot for them, but you, you didn't lead your like you're leading your team to uh, like they're thirty eight yeah. and thirty five in the Eastern Conference versus you look at uh, Donovan Mitchell 
where they're 42 and 27 and possibly going to end the year with 50 wins. So um, I still think they're, they're, they're doing, he, he's doing a lot more. I think what Lou Williams is doing uh, now, I'm really now, I don't know how you don't vote Lou Williams into the all-star game because I look, you look at that, you look at that Clippers team, they jettisoned their top player, Tobias Harris to Philadelphia mid season. Um, he's been playing uh, like, you know, this ham, this hamstrung lineup, um, uh, like and Doc Rivers is doing a great job. Doc Rivers might even deserve um, win Coach of the Year because he's doing it. And and also doesn't that doesn't that mean with Doc Rivers like after Doc Rivers like stepped down from being president of of the Clippers and they're not doing like the president and coach thing, no one else mm-hmm. should ever do that job ever again. No one should have the dual role because you look at him the minute they step down and like Jerry Lewis, you run the show, Doc Rivers, you run the show down there and they, they're killing it. They're absolutely just doing fantastic work and looking at their, their roster. Now you're like, wow. And they won the trade when mm-hmm. it came to Philadelphia, especially if Tobias Harris leaves. And so, and so, you know, they're doing, doing really good stuff. The, uh, the only person that's in the way, I think for that, for that last spot, you're looking at. Um, I think Bradley Beal has a better case Kemba. than Kemba. Honestly, Kemba's not even going to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Kemba, That's Bradley Beal. Well, Bradley Beal's not going to make the playoffs either. And and uh, and, and, and you look at the other uh, other guard positions. Possibly, uh, Kyle Lowry. Possibly. But you got to look um, at missed games um, with Kyle Lowry like, a little if bit. You look at how many games uh, has he Kyle, missed this season? Mm-hmm. Dang! I wow, uh, Washington's see, terrible. Kyle Lowry, he has played. Um, yeah, and and like, and post All Star. Here's post All Star for Kyle Lowry. He's uh, sixteen points, five point eight rebounds, eight point one assists. Um, all season long, um, you're looking at, um, you're looking, oh man, even all season long per game, uh, Kyle's pulling in 14.7 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, 9.0 mm-hmm. assists. Yeah. I, Kyle Lowry's not in it. Like, so, so, so there, you're not, you're not worrying about that. Um, man. This was Victor Oladipo's year. Let's just say that right now. Like, if Victor Oladipo is healthy, I don't think Utah. I, I don't think Donovan's getting it, and rightfully so. V- Victor Oladipo was having a killer year. Mm-hmm. The way the the Pacers were, Dame is going to be in there for sure. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, so my, uh, so you have James. Har- oh, uh, Russ. It's it's Russ's. Russ's. What you what do you do well, with people it? That's just the look at that triple right double, there. and I just what do you do with Russ? But I mean, uh, it's just rough because they're just going to look at the triple double, like, and the inf- And so then that's going to bring it to well, Lou Donovan, Williams and Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan if and it's between, between Lou the two, and Donovan, Lou I'm pretty Williams excited is about win that because, because Donovan's a starter. I mean, at some point that has to matter. Like at some point you have to be the guy that can start and they can't make a case for anyone starting over you. Like I love that Don, like Lou Williams is doing all this stuff and it is like incredibly impressive, but Donovan starts Donovan guards, like one of the best players on their team every night. Uh, Donovan has to be guarded by their best guy every night. Lou Williams is on the second team. You know, yeah. so that means he's being guarded by second team guys going against, you know, guarding second team guys. Donovan's going to go up against their bona fides. So Donovan's guarding Russell Westbrook and Donovan's going up against uh, Dame and and Harden and Steph and all those guys. Like, uh, that's why I think if it's between Lou and Donovan, I know like Lou's numbers are great. They are fantastic. He's not starting, you know. That's got to start for that's got to that's got to count for something. Mm-hmm. And I th- you know, there's no rest for Donovan Mitchell. He is in the Western Conference. He's the starting guard, uh focal point of the offense every night. So he gets you know, every night he's getting 
Well, Oklahoma City always plays Paul George on, um, but he's getting guarded by the best guy on the opposing team every night. Or their scheme is just designed to stop him every night. To stop Lou Williams, I think it's just basically make sure he doesn't go uh, left. Like, you know, I Donovan is yeah. just... The, the hard thing oh, with Russell Westbrook, like this is what I'm uh, worried about. Russell Westbrook post-All-Star has been insane. He's averaging 27.8 uh, points Which a game. Big. Um, he's looking at 10.7 rebounds, 7.9 assists, but almost five <laughs> turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, 1.5 steals, 0.7 blocks. So he's putting up, this is what I'm worried about. Russell Westbrook is putting up insane numbers post all-star. Just, just insane. But, um, you look at, but, and, and that, and, and then by the end of the season, that's going to inflate his numbers and people are going to be like, wow, you know, that's really, Russ is killing it. He's six and nine. Yeah. So. Um, and then you look at, at Donovan 11 to five, 27.6 points per game. And he's, and he's doing it on more efficient numbers than, mm-hmm. than Russ 46.8, 44 from three, um, shooting 80. Russ is shooting 64% from free throw line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway, crazy. except for when he um, plays the Donovan jazz Mitchell shooting 81% from the line. Yeah. For some reason he's can't miss 4.6, assist, 4.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists. And then you know he's point nine steals, point eight blocks. He's just doing doing it all, and he also has you know he's he's he has a plus minus of five point two versus Russ when he's on the court. He has a negative point eight. So wait, wait um, say that again. So Donovan Mitchell so has that plus, I'm... and Westbrook doesn't. Westbrook doesn't. What? Um, I'm actually legitimately. I didn't the know the other that. person who probably probably deserves to have some recognition but he's not because his team um is utter trash um future utah jazz man mike conley well i have to okay Um, so something you said earlier can i i know we don't have a ton of time left but there's a guy i really think the jazz need to think about and actually something you said earlier made me think oh my gosh it's the key uh i think the jazz need to go out and get malcolm brogdon and one is because I think he's having one of the most underrated seasons ever because he's a 50, 40, 90 guy right now. All these guys we're talking about for all NBA, uh, none of them are putting up 50, 40, 90. <laughs> and I know he's doing it as a secondary playmaker and scorer, but here's the thing. If you bring on Malcolm Brogdon and you overpay him to get him, which I am perfectly fine with, what it does... You're going to have to. whoever And whoever comes, you're going to have to... You, you're going to overpay. Everyone. Well, here's what, what I wanted what to say. Think? So you bring on Malcolm Brogdon yeah. and he is a perfect complimentary player. He would play kind of the same thing he does with, with, uh, Antetokounmpo. He comes on the jazz and is like a complimentary playmaker. He shoots 40%, 42% from three. He also can drive and kick and things like that. If you bring him on, he's a perfect compliment to Donovan. Mm-hmm. Donovan's numbers will go up. If you bring on a guy like a Kemba, I wonder if Donovan Mitchell's numbers are able to sustain themselves if Kemba's taking a lot of possessions away. And the reason that you don't want that to happen is because you want Donovan to get that all NBA. The numbers matter. At the end of the day, when the season's over and writers and and broadcasters and all these people who do the voting, they are going to look at the raw numbers. And if Donovan Mitchell has a point or so less than you wanted because Kemba was on the team, he might not get all NBA. And what does that mean? You can't get him the Supermax. That's something that you need to think about, I think, that you want to give a Donovan every opportunity to get that Supermax because Donovan Mitchell really is going to be a superstar. Like next year, he's going to be putting up Bradley Beal numbers and probably be a top four playoff team next season easily, especially if the Jazz improve in a lot of aspects on the floor. Mm-hmm. And... If you get him in it, I don't think it even needs to be like first team all NBA. I think it's like third team all NBA and Donovan gets that super max. That's incredible. You keep Donovan, you get to pay him all that big money. He gets to keep all of his endorsements that he already gets despite living in Utah, which is incredible in and of itself. That's why I think someone like a Brogdon is perfect because he can play off of Donovan instead of take possessions away from Donovan, if that makes sense. 
What do you think? What do you think about Donovan's comment? Like, um, he was interviewed by um, Hoops Hype because um, I mean, this is they ask everybody this, you know, well, because, because he this, thinks he can all, bring any always be recruiting. And I think I agree. Yeah, and and he said, and he said, he said, I I think I can because I've been talking to people, and I'm not just been you know going after one person, but he's like a lot of people that I've been talking to. Everyone says the same thing about Utah. They always think that you know our team. The team chemistry is awesome. What we're building here in Utah is awesome. And I think that goes back to, uh, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about organizational strength and Utah has a ton of it. And, and they're always, even if there's disagreements on, you know, which, what, uh, what player they should go after or, um, you, know, you know, rosters, small roster things, you always feel like Utah's front office and coaching and players, they're usually well aligned. Mm-hmm. They're on the same page. The only time I think in the last like three, four years where you're like, wow, the locker room is not on the same page as front office and uh, uh, and the coaching staff was right after the trade deadline with all the rumors of Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you had people who were hurt, whether it was Ricky Rubio, whether it was Derek Favors or, you know, or, or, or players who are good friends with both of them. Cause it was just like, you know what, you know, like, because th- the whole trade rumors was like, that's not how we roll in Utah. You know, you guys have always tell us you're going to keep it private and in house and blah, blah, blah. And you let this drag on for a while and you really exposed us. But that's it. But that's really the only time that everyone hasn't been lockstep in line um, with, with each other. And that only lasted, I, I would say that, that, that anomaly lasted for about two weeks. And since then, it's really quieted well, and down. I think it just, and winning does. It just happen. faded away. The the team, the players understand. I mean, they all make lots yeah. of money to be in a league where occasionally you might get put into a place you didn't want to be. But honestly, when when Donovan says that, I think we should believe him. He has these guys. I mean, he's one of the most charismatic guys in the. Oh, the he's different. He is he is wired a, a lot differently. Well, he's friends with everybody. He's wired like a sales. He's wired like a salesman because you look at like when when people would be like asking Gordon Hayward when he was in Utah, he's like, "Do you think you can recruit somebody?" He's like, "I think I can." And in the and and like many he said, he's like, "Nah, you no. don't." You would you you would rather be at home, like avoiding this. Like Gordon Hayward, Derek, and Derek Favors is kind of the same way. Like they're not wired to be salesmen. They're they're wired to to go to work, do their gig. They're gonna do it well. But they're not wired to uh, do all the extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. And versus like Donovan, Donovan is like full gl- uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like always be you know always be closing mentality. Where he's just like, man, when I'm on when I'm on the court, I'm talking about basketball. When I'm off the court, I'm talking about basketball. When I'm with my friends, I'm trying to get them to the Utah Jazz. When I'm doing like he is he is always well, he, on. He made some comments versus too. Some he players like, that, that would. Well, he talked about like the I'm like a businessman now. I do all the, he really is always on, and you know, I feel like, and that's a, that's, a, that's a really unique mentality. It's not you and 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 people out there for for like the younger fans out there. That's a unique mentality in any job. Like those dudes who are there at work who are like always on no matter what. And you and I, I, I like it. I'm not like sometimes I'm not I'm honestly I'm not like that at 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 my job cuz I I'm the type of person that's like man I want to go there I want to get my work done I'm going to do it really well I'm going to make sure everyone's really proud of me but it's not but and plus I'm not in a position where you know I'm recruiting or anything mm-hmm. like that but to always be recruiting nonstop and to it and recruiting is not his job that's the biggest thing like it's not his job. Like that's normally a front office's job, but it has to be a player's job now in this time, time and place in the NBA. And that is a you, an insanely unique skill set. Because look at like KD. KD doesn't have a recruiter's mindset. He has a he has a well, go to work mindset. So he's a target of mindset, that. You know. Versus like a Draymond Green. Like people hate Draymond Green, but man, that dude is a salesman. Well, he brought man. KD to the Golden State. He's the one who did that it. Dude. That's why here's the you know what's funny is like yeah. Paul George probably had a better shot. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was the same way. Dwayne Wade was a salesman. Well, Look what he did. He got LeBron down to like that's that that should like that's why Dwayne Wade is gonna be like before he even hit like Hall of Fame, like his numbers are really great. 
Dwayne Wade, if all he did as a player was recruit LeBron James to Miami, dude, like you recruited the the best player of an era to your town, not vice mm-hmm. versa. That's that's insane. And so if Donovan Mitchell was able to just get an All Star, that dude is instantly the best Utah Jazz player to ever ever put on a jersey because he's done something that Carl couldn't do. Did something that Stockton couldn't do, that Darren couldn't do, that Boozer couldn't do, that like you did something. No well, other he's doing stuff on the do. floor that people haven't done, and he is friends and you know with everybody. And like there is a there is a chance like Donovan could just surprise us. I I think in terms of like what jazz, the Jazz could probably do. Like my Jazz mindset is like, well, we're gonna have to overpay overpay someone like Malcolm Brogdon, who you know probably doesn't deserve. Uh, upper 20s per year for like you know that's probably what they have to do to get him uh but then but donovan it through it our yeah but we're looking at it through our jazz donovan, that's what we what have to donovan do that's just what brought over well, what if is, donovan just brought over tobias harris like what if like day one of free agency opens and tobias harris tobias harris says i'm going to the jazz for four years uh because i'm going to get a max contract there i get to play in a great um I get to play with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in a great culture and because Donovan Mitchell sold me, you know, and Donovan Mitchell brought me to his house in the off season, even though no one saw it because we didn't post it all over Instagram and I fell in love with it, you know, and guess what? Tobias Harris has connections here yeah. with businesses. He came here last summer actually to sign up with things. I would not be shocked if we saw a surprise this summer. I wouldn't bank on it and I don't think Dennis Lindsay wants to bank on it, uh, but no, I think Dennis would much rather have his free agent in hand before his his big third star in hand before um before the free agency but i don't think he's as i i feel like it he if he had to go into free agency without that you know without mm-hmm. that third star yet he would he he wouldn't be as uncomfortable as in the past i think there would still be a high level of discomfort but I think he would feel like he had more uh, more cards to play. Well, with having, having Donovan, Donovan, I think um, I think that gives the Jazz just a ton of options. Uh, it just gives them a really great story to sell. And the Jazz handled that thing we talked about last episode perfectly. I think it shows that this is a progressive organization that cares about its players. Um, actually, and I know we're about out of time here. We're uh, going over a little bit, but I just wanted to say a shout out to David Locke, who was on uh, the Bleacher Report podcast with uh, uh, Howard Beck, did an amazing job telling what happened with uh, Gail Miller giving a speech to the crowd, but apparently she gave a speech to the players that was even better. Um, and I wish we could have all heard that, but, you know, uh, but anyways, I just think that the Jazz have set them up for a perfect situation. They have a perfect uh, complement complimentary player in Donovan Mitchell. They have a defensive player in the year in Rudy Gobert who sets perfect screens and allows you to be the star. He's yeah. Gonna be an all- he should gonna be. be an all NBA. He's going to be. Uh, he should be. Third team. There will be uh, Embiid, Jokic. Well, people then, are going to look at Cat's numbers. And, yeah, it should and be. And he might get screwed, but he should be because he's honestly so dominant. It should be Embiid. It should be Embiid. MB, well, I think I think Gobert will get in just because they'll have like two very offensive-minded guys, and they'll be like, and I think because he was snubbed at All Star, mm-hmm. I think that helps his chances. I think that helps his chances because people are more acutely aware of like the injustice that went on. So there's going to be some subconscious so, bias he going on. It. So, uh, and I that, that could help Donovan with the All NBA as well because they'll look at Utah and be like. They didn't have a single all-star, but yet they're the five seed. They're the six seed. Mm-hmm. They have 50 wins. Like, how do we quantify how do we, how do we the Jazz advance the second round again, how do they and, not have at least an all-NBA player if they didn't have an all-star? Like, how do the Jazz consistently win all these games and without all-stars? It's because b- voters are dumb. Like, it's just, that's... Yeah, it, it, yeah. the thing is, is they're, not, they're not a good team without all-stars. Mm-hmm. They have all-stars. They have all-NBA guys. It's just whether... Whether they're going to get the love, it like, and it always happens with small markets. You're like, wow, these guys. There's no all stars on their team. She's like, no, they're just playing in Memphis or Utah. Like that's just like stop being so stupid about this. Like, yeah, it's annoying. I, uh, but yeah. guys, anyway, I think that's all the time we have. I hope that you all go and give us a rating 
um, on iTunes. I hope you all go uh, read up on SLC Dunk, all of our coverage. Everything's just going really well for the Jazz, and we're going to cover all of it. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to end on, Milo? What? Uh, um, I'm still salty that I lost <laughs> the in the Twitter second poll. round of the uh, <laughs> guys. Go and vote on the Twitter poll. I'm still uh, even though even though even though I told people to vote for Cowhide Globe, I'm I, I'm I'm really mad that people didn't see that that was me trying to get like to reverse engineer. It. I was reverse jinxing it, like. I'm telling you to vote for the other guy, but what I really wanted was for you to vote for me. Like you should have been able to interpret that. It was a cry for help and you guys weren't there. And I am just, I'm really disappointed. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight this. Um, I'm going to have a recount. Um, I have, I've already lawyered up. And so, uh, so, so, you know, expect, expect change. Like what I want is reform. That's really what I want because the system is broken. We need to reform this vote. And, um, and, and, and honestly, it should be a best out of three. And, um, one of, one of the votes should be my family only, uh, because I feel like <laughs> well, they know I me I almost best. started, I, uh. Let's just say I really wanted to win. We all did. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> we all wanted to win. Like uh, anyone who says they didn't care, kiss my butt. You did. Uh, but I'm going to be in the next round, Milo. And it looks like, let me pull this up real quick and then we got to get off here. But I am going to be going up against Andrew Bailey. Uh, oh, you're going to get hosed. Oh, he's going to wipe the floor with you. <laughs> Andy is going to wipe the it. floor with you. You don't have a chance. <laughs> Andy, if you're listening to this, Andy, if you're l- listening to this, um, I'm going to vote for Son you, and then I'm going to create five other accounts just to vote for you, because <laughs> James has to know the pain and suffering that I have felt, <laughs> and the shame, just a public shaming of knowing that people don't like well, you. Well, I do know that there are some haters. Uh... Well, well, well I, I, I think I think what what happens too is like if you're ra- if you're rated high. Um, uh, I I don't like it. people want the underdog, especially in these. I think like, it means that you're just like, really I, freaking I, I awesome it. at Twitter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, like I, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just it's just really great. Also, I will say I didn't enter the tournament. Like they say, you know, you really want to enter it, you know, playing your best ball. And uh, I'll be honest, <laughs> um, my meme game hasn't been good lately. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm still holding on to, you know, two year old memes, man, you know, uh, SpongeBob, the SpongeBob meme still makes me laugh. And that's, that's wrong. You know, um, the, the, the Twitter game has evolved. Um, you know, we've, we've gone, you know, full out, you know, me, you know, uh, nobody. And then them, like, I haven't, I haven't been adjusting and I'm, and, and it's just, you know what I, I, I didn't play my best ball. I didn't play my best ball. Um, I'm I'm using the same old gifs and thinking that it's going to pay off for me. Uh, it's it, it, it really. I think what I'm going to do with this uh, with this loss is it's really going to make me you know analyze <laughs> myself be? as as a Twitter person and you know really kind of convene and um, my team uh, my team we're gonna we're gonna look at it we're gonna analyze we're gonna watch the film. Um, I, I really think like, I think I had the lead on, uh, on cowhide, but you know, we got complacent and he really ran it up right there at the end. And so that's, uh, you know, you know, kudos to him. I want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to take any way thing away from cowhide. He, he played a, a, a good match. It went into overtime. Um, you know, I just didn't have the gas there at the end. And, and I really think it came down to, you know, old memes and, 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 and tired gifs. <laughs> And that's and that's sad to say because that used to be my thing. That used to, yeah, I used to be right on top of it. So uh, you know, well, kudos I, to him. Can I add one thing? Um, and, uh, and good luck to him when I'm, he plays very, Monty because uh, Monty's going to wipe the floor. I'm very with excited it. to punch my ticket to the Elite Eight, baby. I am in. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, guys, go vote for me because I would like to win. It would be really rad. Yeah. If you if you're one of those out there who's disappointed you didn't get to be nominated as part as Jazz Twitter, um, first cry of all, about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was I was gonna say just know that none of you are as good as Monty. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much clout you have. You were gonna lose to Monty. It doesn't matter. It is like it, it, at the end of the day, we're all gonna lose to Monty, who is the original OG. And this is this is not this is completely serious. Um, Monty, for those who weren't in the jazz Twitter sphere when it first was starting, like you know, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and you know when Twitter was getting going, Monty started a site, Jazz Fanatical. Um, dot WordPress dot com. Please go. It's great. Um. And she would transcribe full interviews, um, and you get them and like two days out, like t- not two days, but two hours after they happen. She was following, um, uh, like you get these after game reports. She was so good at ja- at at the jazz blogosphere, and I don't know where in the hell she found the time for it. But she did this in the early days before monetization. She never has had ads on her her website, still doesn't have ads on her website. She still does things as time to time, but not as much anymore. She is. Well, she still does the post game jazz Twitter threads that are fun. She does sometimes the post game. But she is, she is effing royalty. And she has always been, when I first got on Twitter all those times, and I, I thought I. I would have considered myself to have made it before I was writing. Um, I, I just, I would have been, if she just interacted with me on Twitter because her blog was amazing. Oh, she's, I if would you have don't considered myself. Money, you're doing Twitter wrong. Amazed. Same thing with five, same thing with five KO Chris. If Chris just said, Hey, that's a funny tweet. I would have been like, Oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. So that's, that's what's so, uh, I, I think, um, more than a tournament w- w- with uh, what what people needed, like man, oh man, I I wish we could go back and just show a lot of you young pups just how, how like how stupid jazz Twitter was um, back then. But there's a, a lot of really cool people, and 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 if you weren't nominated, don't get miffed. There's just re- a lot of really cool people on here, and I'm definitely not one <laughs> of them. <laughs> as evidence as why I'm not in the elite eight. And so um, I just want, I'm just really enjoying this win though, Michael. I, I got a rough, I got a rough, you got job. a tough draw. I got a little bit of an easy route. I'm not going to lie, but that's what you, that's what happens when you, Hey, can I say I this? Really, that's what happens when you get a one seed. Oh <laughs> yeah, that is. How did you get a one seed? That's just so 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 missing. I'm like, how did James get a one seed? Oh, sorry, but, um, guys. You can unfollow me if you want. I will. I will say, Peepop, Peepop, who's one of um one of our readers on the dunk. Like, kudos to you for uh f- f- for campaigning on the site to to get people to vote. Oh, did that's he great. really? Did I he actually that? saw that. I was like, I was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> like he, like there was like a run. There was a last minute run, and I was like. Oh yeah, that's. I was kind of hoping I would get knocked out of it because, like, um, because it makes. This is the thing that I felt so guilty on. Like, it's putting like I'm uh, like we're right. Like I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I I run the site. I'm not like. Uh, not and I don't want to be like yeah. People know me, but I felt it felt dirty. It felt dirty because I was just like this is really unfair and this is not like. I, it should be like people who don't write, who aren't, who aren't, in, who are just like you know, like jazz Twitter, jazz Twitter uh-huh. type of thing, um, versus like those of us who kind of have more pull because we have a much bigger mic, which is mm-hmm. not really fair. And mm-hmm. uh, um, but some of us, like myself, really worry about it. Others, like James Hansen, are out there to <laughs> seek and destroy. And, and, I totally and don't care goal. about it. I totally so, don't check it every hour to see how my voting's going. Um, <laughs> I totally didn't do that. And I totally didn't set myself up to get my feelings hurt. That's uh, definitely not something I did. Uh, shout out. That, that doesn't sound like you. No. It doesn't sound like you at all. That's like, No, I never uh, go to YouTube and just refresh bit. to see how many views I got. <laughs> I never do that. That would be really superficial. Um, <laughs> but anyways, guys, shout out to uh, me and also me going to the eight <laughs> to the eight to the elite eight. Uh, please shout out to myself. Shout, shout out, out to me. me. Shout, shout out to myself. Out to I won. 
Shout out to I, I won again. Um, all the haters kiss my butt. I won. You did it. If you didn't make the if you didn't make the tournament, be better. That's my only uh, suggestion. Um, and uh, that's all. It says. That's all I got to say. Uh, guys, like and subscribe. Okay. Like and subscribe to this podcast. Next week we got a fun guest coming on. We're gonna be doing some fun things that I think you're gonna like, and maybe even involve you, the listener, in some way. Uh, Michael. What? Exactly. It's called a tease. I will talk to you next week, Michael. Okay. Peace out. Can't wait to see you lose. Ha, ha, ha.